All right, let's pray. Father, we ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can be odium. As we see ourselves in you, your name alone is glorified, even as we are edified. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so let's look at Bible hermeneutics. I think this is um, another session. So we said the Bible is a piece of literature. Now, when I say piece of literature, now look at this book. Look at your Bible. Everybody pick your Bibles up. When I say a Bible is a piece of literature, what do I mean? I simply mean that you can simply just read this book and not spiritualize it. You know the reason why many of us don't understand the scriptures is because we already have a spiritual, we are looking for one spiritual thing, one mystery. But it's a piece of literature. That means it was written to be read, written to be interpreted, understood with the regular use of words. So therefore, we must have an aim to understand what is written in the Bible and we ought to follow it through a clear perspective of words. So we've looked at so many things in the course of this series, but I will just jump ahead and let's look at Moses' educational background. Let's look at Moses. Moses. Moses' educational background. Now, why, why, why are we looking at Moses? Because, remember I told you, Moses is the foundational writer. Now, there's, I, I've been seeing a lot of theories and debates more recently. Now, Moses didn't write some of the books, this and that and that. We will address that in years to come. Are you getting what I'm saying? But for now, let's, let's start with this. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, Moses, don't write the book. Okay, this was, uh, okay, this, uh, da, da, da. he gave some people to, okay. See, okay, let, let, me give you, let me give you an instance. Just like how we write now in Supernatural Community Church, how we write our materials. If we were to actually put name in our materials, whose name will you put? Ayobensi Abi. But am I the one that writes it? I don't write the materials. You guys write it. I train you to write the materials. So, can you see that? So, even if Moses did not write the material, who, is, who preached the material? <laughs> you see, I, I, we've been seeing a lot of... Are you getting, so, we can't still take away the fact that Moses was fully evolved in the right. This is like all the big books you see that my pastor writes and he does a Christian go like, you know, how does this man have time to do? It's not the world. <laughs> they have a system. It's cool. They just give one chapter. This class, I'll do it. This class, I'll do that chapter. This I'll do it. So after they finish, they'll collate everything together. They'll put Christian, the go and he can't do it. They will not see the book like this. Ah, ah, how did he? I saw somebody arguing with me. Ah, ah. This man must be a ghost. How does he have time to write it? I said, if he has time to write it, he will be preaching every day now. <laughs> he's not the one doing it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, he's not. So he just proofreads it, gives them what to do and all of those. Just like I'll tell you, oh yeah, go and write on this topic. Go and do this and that. And just that we, we don't put name on our own materials for now. There's no point. How do you want to put name on a small pamphlet? It doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, so now... So, having examined the peculiarity of Moses' documentation in the five books of the Bible, there will be an observation we have to make, and that is 
How was, how was Moses able to put together the book of Genesis? Don't forget, the book of Genesis contained the events prior to his birth. When was Moses born? Moses was born in Exodus 2. And Moses wrote 50 chapters on something and including one chapter. That's the old Exodus 1. Pre his birth. Even when he was born, is he immediately started knowing what was happening in Egypt? Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means we need to examine Moses' educational background properly. Now, in doing this now, we'll ask ourselves some questions. Number one, where, there's always a where answer, where and how, did the account of what he wrote, where and how did he get the account of what he wrote in Genesis? That's the number one question. Where and how did he get the account he wrote in Genesis? Two, was he documenting as a historian? Was he documenting as a historian? Three, where did he get the account of the creation of Genesis 1 and 2 from? You see, these are vital questions. How did you know and say in the beginning, God created heaven and earth? Were you there? I don't even get what I'm saying. Were you not even born in the whole account of Genesis, not in that talk of the creation story? So, how, where did you get it from? So, those things, those are things we want to look at maybe in today's session, we'll call it a day. So, Moses was from the tribe. Why am I teaching this? I, I, I kind of look through the future of what I'm going to be teaching because I, I'm, I'm looking at, I haven't figured out what I want to teach in camp meeting here, but I'm, I'm having some inclinations gradually. So, I needed to at least do a building from here. You know, I always do building. Are you getting what I was saying? So I needed to quickly do a building from here in this in this city. So that when we get to camp meeting or something, we will not you know be looking lost. When I start explaining maybe supernatural world, this and that and that and that. I, I I've still not figured it yet properly, but I, I'm I'm beginning to have some inclinations. <laughs> I might go in this direction, maybe. Now, where was Moses from? Moses was from the tribe of Levi. And very clearly, he could not have been born at the time that the Genesis account was documented. Now, look at, let's look at his birth, Exodus 2. I really want you to pay attention. I beg you. I won't waste your time tonight, this evening, or this afternoon. I would just, um, I just want you to pay close attention. Look at Exodus 2. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took wife of the daughter of Levi. And look at it in verse 2. And the woman conceived and bare a son when she saw him that he was a goodly child. Now I'm going to explain that word goodly child to you people 
later this year, that he was a goodly child, he hid him three years. When he could no longer hide him, she took him for an ark of borushes and dabbled it with slime and pish and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river brink. In that sense, and the sister stood afar off to wit that would be done with him. In that sense, and the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and the maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the hack among the flags, she sent her maids to fetch it. You know, one, one, one beauty about reading the Bible is, when you are looking at it in this school, you, you just, your eyes will just be opened gradually. Look at it, verse 6. It says, And she opened it and saw the child, and she wept. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion with him and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh, to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for me, for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. In verse 9, and Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take the child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman, that, the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew and brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. Now he says she called his name Moses. He now says, and she said, because I drew him out of water. In essence, it came to pass in those days. You know, see, look at, look at how to, look at summary now. They've, now, this was a, a, a baby child now, now in verse 11. They just said, and it came to pass in those days, Moses was grown. So now, from baby stage, Moses is now grown in verse 11. And he went out to, unto his brethren and looked on their bodies and he spied on the Egyptians, smiting the Hebrew, one of his brethren. So, he smite one of the Hebrew. So now, it is said, if you read from verse 5 to verse 11, it is said that Moses grew up in the house of Pharaoh. What an irony. <laughs> you grew up in the house of Pharaoh, the person that wanted to kill you. You know, that's quite something. So Moses grew up in the house of Pharaoh and was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. So now, look at something new. The last documented event of the book of Genesis was the death of Joseph, one of the 12 sons. Now look at it in Genesis 50. I'm, sure, I'm walking you through something. Look at it, Genesis 50, verse 26. Genesis 50, verse 26. So Joseph died, being an 110 years old, and then embalmed him and put him in a coffin in Egypt. So Jacob's death, now look at, this was Genesis 50, 26. Look at, look at Genesis 49, 33. Let's look at Jacob's death. You know, Jacob is the father of Joseph, right? Right, guys? Right. J Joseph is the father of jo uh, Joseph. Look at Genesis 49, verse 33. Genesis 49, 33. When Jacob had earned the commanding of his sons, he gathered up his feet onto his bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. So the account in Exodus indicates that Moses was born to the tribe of Levi, one of Jacob's sons. Don't forget, Jacob has 12 sons. 
Pay attention to me, guys. Jacob has 12 sons, right? Who are the 12 sons? How many of you can list those 12 sons? These are things we did in Bible, Bible study, uh, children, church. Children church. <laughs> Ruben, who can leave everything? Joseph. Uh-huh. 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 You have mentioned Tiri. You forgot. Judah. For? Let's continue. You, you, you have checked your Bible. Okay, go to Exodus 1. Go to Exodus 1. So he says, Now these are the names of the children of Israel. Who is Israel? Jacob. Okay, I thought you don't know. <laughs> Which came into Egypt? Every man with his own household with Jacob. He now says, um, Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher. Are you seeing it? So these are the children of Jacob. So Moses now was part of the tribe. So when they say lion of the tribe of Judah, are you seeing it now? Where are they coming from? Jacob lineage. Oh, shoot. When they say Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah, what tribe? It's just like I'm the, from the tribe of Benson. Okay, let's use Sister Roque came from Iluria family now. Let's use Sister Roque for instance. Forever in Sister Roque's family now, they will forever be a royal, a royal family. Sister Roque's family now, her father is a king. God forbid something happens to her dad tomorrow. Our family. The INE family will forever be in that lineage. It's, it's, that's, that's something about royal inheritance. That inheritance, it will pass from generation to generation for life. If our own family does not take it, our father's brother family will take it, uh, somebody shall take it. It must keep going. Are you getting it? So is that in, in that continuous in that is is in that continuous going that we reach Jesus is from the lion of the child of Jesus? Are you seeing that genealogy begat now that he has meaning? It's, a, it's like a tracing of something. So now you have seen the significance of 12 child, 12 children now. So are you seeing that when if you have read from Genesis, you won't have problem understanding that Jesus will have 12 disciples. So, because somebody will say, why, why did he pick 12? Why not 13? It was a mirror now. It's not like the mission to the 70. When did not pick all that 70 disciples? You also see it. Are, are you getting You will keep seeing that 70 narrative too in the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, it was like a mirroring. Like, okay, I want to mirror what Jacob has done. So, are you seeing that even Moses now was from that same lineage? 
of Jacob's children, and that's Levi. We are just doing background of this guy first. Don't forget we said we need to know who he really is. So, in Exodus 2 verse 1, we now says, there went a man out of the house of Levi. Are you seeing it? Look at this. It says, there went out of the house of Levi, took a wife, a daughter of Levi. So it's like, it's like what we do in our today's world, marry in your county, marry within your culture, marry within your tribe. Don't go, if you, let's say you are from New York now, marry within New York. So a Levi man married a Levi woman. Are you seeing it? A New York man married a New York woman. You see, somebody from the upstate married somebody from the upstate. Are you seeing it? You guys are dull this morning, Joe. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, look at in Genesis 29, verse 34. We are still kind of doing... We are still kind of doing... I'm showing you how to pay attention to details. Genesis 29, verse 34... Genesis 29, verse 34. Genesis 29, 34. It says, And she conceived again and bare a son. And now this time my husband be joined unto me. I have born him to his son. Therefore his name shall be called what? Levi. And she bare the son. And she conceived again and said, Bear the son. Now we praise the Lord. And therefore he called you. But he said, Look at in verse 34. This was where Levi was born. Genesis 29, verse 34. The main guy who started that tribe. Are you seeing it? So are you seeing that Jesus also came from this same lineage of Jacob? That same tribe. Are you seeing it? When they say Lion of the tribe of Judah, are you he came from that same. It's not like saying, let me see. I'm sorry to use Sister Roque for example. Let me see you, Sister Roque now. Hope you know that Sister Roque's father now, who is a king, is not the first person to be the king in that family. His father must have been the king. His forefathers must have been the king. His forefathers must have been the king. In the, in I inherited the same position. He's not quite king. It's because she's just humble. It's all those kings that have mouth. <laughs> so when you want to greet her, you say, your royal highness, ma. <laughs> you, say, your, you say, my princess, ma. <laughs> So, and, and a nickname that I was always giving Sister Rokena is Princess or Queen because it's, I'm not, I'm, I just don't want to mention it because of the, because we are recorded. I will have mentioned the place. It's actually a very big place. So don't think it's one king in, your, in the village. It's not a king in the village. It's a very, very big uh, thing. Eh? You? My language is easy. <laughs> This is a call. This is a jacket. So, so now look at it. So, where, so now, forever now, forever now in Sister Roque's family now. No matter how she wants to trace it, even if she gives birth to a child, I give birth to a child, a grandchild, a grandchild. Her lineage is still, she came from a royal family. Are you getting what I'm saying? She can't take away the fact that she's a princess of her. Even if she did not write the name, it's already in her lineage. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for the best way to explain this lineage thing. I don't know if I'm doing a good justice to it. Okay. It's not like saying, oh, let's use 
the royal family, Queen Elizabeth, forever. Even though those ones, those two rubbish ones that said they don't want to be part of the royal family again, I don't know what's doing them. You have, you 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 have two. You 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 well everybody with their own bias. Anyway, if you are in the royal family, there are so many things you are entitled to, and you will forever be in that lineage. If as far as you are born within anybody in that lineage, you are from the you are from the British lineage of the that royal family. Are you getting it? So is that's what we call genealogy. So that's why you keep seeing that genealogy all through in the consistency of the... So when you look at genealogy many a times, I'm showing you this so that when you are reading your Bible and you are looking at your... You are paying attention to detail. It's just like... It's just... So... Okay, look at the book of Ruth. Let's go to the book of Ruth. Let's go to the book of Ruth. Let me show you something. Let's go to the book of Ruth. Now, see. Go to Ruth 4. Go to Ruth 4. You will see that. You will see, see how to pay close attention to details. Let's start from verse 17. Look for verse, Ruth 4, verse 17. This is, And the woman and her neighbors gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and he's called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Are you seeing that? They gave us Ruth's story to trace the genealogy of something. Then I say, Now the generations of Paris now begat Aaron, and Ezra begat Ram, Ram begat Abinadab, Abinadab begat Nashon, Nashon begat Samuel, Samuel begat Boaz, Boaz begat Obed, Obed begat Jesse, Jesse begat David. Then they now, they now say, first Samuel. And in first Samuel, we're going to see who David was properly. We'll see Samuel, and we'll now see David. Are you saying, <laughs> you have to pay close attention. Are you seeing that they continue that genealogy going? So, that from that Genesis 3, 15, where it says the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent and all of those things, is a very close attention to something new. Oh, you guys adore this, this afternoon. Ah, are you understanding me? Okay. So now, look at in Genesis 35, verse 23. Genesis 35, verse 23. It says, the sons of Leah... Rubens, Jacob's son, Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulon. So Jacob and his son, what did they do? They migrated to Egypt as a result of famine. I've told you, you guys know the story. They migrated to Egypt as a result of famine. So Jacob lived in Egypt 17 years before he died. 17 years before he died. Go to Genesis 42, Genesis 47. Genesis 47, 27. Genesis 47, 27. 
And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, and in the country. So you see, you see, they're already in Egypt now. Are you seeing Israel now dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and they and their possessions therein grew, multiplied exceedingly. In essence, and Jacob lived in the in Egypt seventeen years. So the old age of Jacob was one hundred and forty-seven years. So now the book of Exodus began with a genealogical account. Why? It began with a genealogical account of all the children of Egypt. Why? Go to the book of Exodus. Exodus 1.1. 1, 1. It began with a genealogical account. Look at it in Exodus 1. It says, now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came to Egypt, every man with his... Wow. Don't forget, in Genesis 47, we already read that Jacob was already living in Egypt, has already moved down to Egypt as a result of famine. Remember that famine that was prophesied in the land that will happen. And Joseph was now somebody who now rescued them. You know, it's like say they sent their son, not knowing that it's, it's the same son that will go and rescue them from, from, from that same family. For that same family, sorry. Now look at look at it too. Look at in Exodus 1. It says, Now the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt, every man with his house, old, came to Jacob. Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, Jeremy, Dan, Natalie, Gad, Asher. And all these souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls for Joseph. Mm. 70 souls. 12? 70. You see? Come on, say, yeah. You see? <laughs> you, see how to, you see, you have to pay close attention. Uh -huh. It says, where, so, so all these loins of Jacob was 70 souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died, and all these brethren, and all that in the generation, in essence, and the children of Israel were fruitful. So, if you don't understand fruitful from Genesis, hope you know you have a problem here. You think they're just multiplying and giving birth. <laughs> are you seeing it? It says they were fruitful and increased exceedingly, increased, increased abundantly, multiplied, and waxed exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. So, what now happened? After Joseph... One of the sons of Joseph, one of the sons of Jacob. Joseph is the son of Jacob now. Another Pharaoh ascended the throne. It's like another leader. Ascended the throne and began to enslave the children of Israel. It's just like saying, um, I go to, um, it's just like saying, all the Africans now in the United States, another president just comes in and decides to enslave all of us that we should come we, all of us are, are slaves because we are blacks are you getting what i'm saying i'm just giving an example it's not i'm saying it's not, it's not i'm not saying it's going to happen now there arose a new king in verse 8 over egypt which knew not joseph and he said unto so this one does not even know joseph so you see that times has passed years has passed this one does not even you would just have probably read this you know what did was a well, it's just like Biden now. Does he know Abraham Lincoln? Are you seeing He just have heard about him, but he never met him. He doesn't know him. <laughs> so, now, is this... 
And there arose a new king in Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more than mightier than we. You know, Trump did the same thing with the Mexicans. That's why he closed the, you know, in, 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 there's a place in Texas now, the Mexican border is there, the, the fence is very high, so that they cannot jump over it. <laughs> so when Trump just say, ha, ah, these people are taking all our jobs. They are just, you know, that's what happened. Trump said, these people are taking all our jobs. All the Mexicans in this country. <laughs> and he just, he just made it a judge to frustrate the Mexicans in the country. I don't know what they did to him. So now he says, now there arose a new king. We shall says, and behold, the people of Israel are more mightier than we. Come on, let us deal, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it comes to pass that they fall out any war, they join also unto their enemies and fight against us, and also get them out of the land. In verse 11, therefore they did set them over tax masters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh. So you see that these guys were going through different problems. They built for Pharaoh treasure cities, pythons, ramses. And the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Edithians made it. It says, the Edithians made the children of Israel serve, serve them with rigor. In verse 14, it says, they made them bitter. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, mortha, and with brick, and in all manner of service in the field, and all their service daring, and they made them serve with rigor. So, look at what, look at the kind of things that they have put them into. It's just like basically slave trade. Go and build the, you know, it's, it's, it's the blacks that build the White House during the era of the slave trade. Hope you know. Oh, that's basically what they did. It says they, they made him, they, it says they built treasure city for most, for Pharaoh. So they built their palace. They built things. So it was like everybody, all the Egyptians, all the um, Israelites were working in Egypt as slave trade. So now, it is important for us to understand that Moses' writings and vocabulary were a function of rich educational background. Where, where am I getting to? Don't forget we said we want to study Moses' educational background, right? Because that way we are able to trace, I was able to write everything he wrote. So we've seen his birth, right? We've seen the lineage of Israel that Moses was actually part of the children of Israel. So can we say, can we say he came from the lineage of Abraham? No, I'm sure you didn't know. So, can you see that Moses also came from that lineage of Abraham? Who, who will he say is his forefather? Abraham now. So, when God came to him and said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Are you seeing it? Because those are the God, those are his, those, that's his father. It's just like, it's not okay now to see a dream. And the forefather, God comes to you and says, I'm the God of your, your forefather. The fa your father of the true, your father, your father, I'm also your God. You know, Sister okay, we understand, but you will not understand. Because you are not. <laughs> you are not. A sense of people that are deceiving themselves, I say they are for what is it rubbish? Is it book? Is it a marker? Is it a booby? So. 
now. So Moses, so when so are you saying that Moses now? Look at me. I want you to understand. Moses came from the lineage of Abraham. I'm sure you didn't know. How many of you didn't know? Are you seeing it now? He came from that lineage. So that's why it's like, are you seeing that? God, so when you say, when we, when we use, you know, Setua, when we were playing that game that day, and I explained to you promise, the God of promise, is always significant to Abraham. So who would have taken, so it's like saying, the battle was passed. Are you seeing it from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, right? Then the next person, Moses. Are you seeing that there's, there's a continuation of those lineage going on? So you see, are you seeing the genealogy? So that's why when the Nazareth tracing to Jesus' birth, it could make sense that the, the Luke narrative tracing from Adam, Abraham's narrative, um, Matthew's narrative tracing from, um, I think, David or so. Let me, let me check it. Let me, I don't want to miss it. Let me double check it. Uh, Abraham's name, Matthew's narrative traces it from uh, Abraham, actually. Abraham, um, Matthew's narrative traces it from Abraham. So Jesus came from that lineage of that same Abraham. Are you seeing it? So, you see that. I, I, there are things I want to say, but I'll keep it. Maybe we'll, we'll look at I don't want, to, I don't want to, to get you thinking too much. So now, an historical, so now, Moses' writings and vocabulary was a function of a rich educational background. So Moses was properly schooled. In other words, he was schooled and lettered in writing. So Moses knew how to, how to write. He knew how to. He was very schooled. He was very intelligent in his day. His, his material was scholarly. So an historical narrative of this fact will be seen in the preaching or with the preaching of Stephen in Acts 7. In, in Acts 7, where um, Stephen was preaching and was talking about Moses' um, deal. But historically, the nation of Egypt was renowned for their wisdom and wit. When I say wit, I mean W-I-T-S. Wisdom and wit. Look at 1 Kings 4 verse 30. First Kings four thirty. First Kings four thirty. First Kings four thirty. First Kings four verse thirty. The, the nation of Israel, or the nation of Egypt, sorry, was known for their wisdom. First Kings four thirty. Are you there? It says now Solomon's wisdom ex excelled the wisdom of the children of the East Country and all the wisdom of Egypt. It says all the way. So that means Egypt was known for wisdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? So historically, Egypt was known for the word wisdom is from the Hebrew word. You know why are we using Hebrew? Because this Old Testament, right? It's from the Hebrew word C H O K M. H C H O K M H Chokma. And it implies to be wise, skillful and witty. To be wise, skillful and witty. It was used 149 times in the Old Testament Bible. I'll show you. Let's look at Isaiah 19, verse 3. I like this one very well. So let's just use this one. Isaiah 19, verse 3. 
Isaiah 19, verse 3. Let's look at this. I want you to go there. Isaiah 19, verse 3. It says, And the spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst thereof, and I will destroy the council thereof, and they shall seek to the idols, and to the shamas, and to them that have familiar spirits, and to the wizards. <laughs> so, are you seeing that these guys have a lot in Egypt? Look at in, in 11, 11 verse 12. Surely the princes of Zuan are fools. In, in, I'm, st I'm still looking at um, Isaiah 19 now. Isaiah 19, 11. It says, Surely the princes of Zuan are fools. The, council of the, the, the wise counselor of Pharaoh is become brutish. How say ye unto Pharaoh, I am the son of the wise, the son of the ancient kings. We are they. We are the wise men. Let them tell thee now. Let them tell me. Let them, let them know what the Lord of hosts has proposed unto Egypt. So, Egypt had wise men that doubled as counselors to Pharaoh. Are you seeing it in this text? They had wise men that doubled as counselors to Pharaoh. They had wise men and magicians too. Are you seeing? They had wise men and magicians who can perform signs and wonders. So you see that Egypt is a very, is a very, is a very like let me say flourishing land. They had wise men. They had magicians who can perform signs. Oh, you know that time that. That's why the plagues, right? Moses will do his own. The wise men will do their own. The magicians will do their own. Okay. They were also known to interpret dreams as well. They could interpret dreams. So a lot was happening. A lot of sorcery. A lot of things were happening in Egypt. So it suffice to say that Pharaoh was also an intellectual of the day in that time. So whoever will be a Pharaoh, who is a Pharaoh in that time, is also an intellectual person. So the king was also intellectual. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at Genesis 41 verse 8. Genesis 41 verse 8. Let me show you something there. Genesis 41 verse 8. So, don't just see Pharaoh as that wicked guy, right? But also see him as a very intellectual, wise person. Because, okay, hope you know. If you want to get certain history of the culture or of the land or where somebody like Sister Roque is from, the first person to meet is the father. The father was, must have been very schooled. Before he even assumed the throne, they would have walked him through everything he has to know. Are you saying that? That's already intelligence. I'm sure somebody like Sister Roque is right now. We know a lot of Yoruba proverbs. I've given it out. I've said Yoruba. She. <laughs> he, will, he, will know, he, he will know a lot of proverbs because he's schooled to know how to, he's, he will have wisdom in knowing how to settle ideas how to settle conflicts because that is what he does uh, why is this happening okay let's resolve it this way so are you saying that a king so also is somebody that is intellectual so those just see Pharaoh as that wicked guy who does what they do mm -hmm. Because it was, don't forget, it was the same Pharaoh that said, let us deal wisely now. Lest these people we use their army to overtake us and they will not become our enemy. So let us quickly start dealing with them. You know, that, that, that's a bit of crafty wisdom. Yes, sir. <laughs> you guess that. 
<laughs> so look at it, Genesis 41 verse 8. Look at something. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. And he called for all the magicians of Egypt. Are you seeing who? You know, this is not that same Pharaoh now. This is the Pharaoh of Joseph's time. You know, this is not the Pharaoh of Exodus now. This is the Pharaoh that was in Joseph's time that this Pharaoh did not know this Pharaoh. So can we say, now look at me now. Can we say Pharaoh is like a title, not a name? Can we say, whoever we assume the kingship of Egypt will be Pharaoh? So, it's like a God. It's like a description. It's a title. So, it's not as if somebody is also Pharaoh. We'll look at this later. So, they came to pass, and the wise men thereof, and Pharaoh told them his dream. And there was none that could interpret unto Pharaoh. Look at Exodus 7, verse 11. Exodus 7, 11. Exodus 7 11. Are you enjoying this, guys? Yes, sir. Exodus 7 11. The Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt, and they did, and they did in like manner with their enchantments. And they did in like manner with their enchantments. Okay, look at the verse 22. Look at that, Exodus 7 verse 22. And it says, the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and they hearkened on, not unto they hearkened not unto them, and the Lord said. So therefore, now look at something. Moses' ability to write and put together oral legends of the Jews. When I, when I mean, what, when do I mean oral legend of the Jews? I'm coming. I will explain it to you very soon. He said, Moses' ability to write and put together oral legend of the Jews was because of his education in Egypt. Moses was schooled. Don't forget, Moses grew up where? In Pharaoh's house. So, don't forget, if you grow up in Pharaoh's house, they will be teaching you stories. I'm sure... I might not know Sister Ronke's dad, but I'm sure if you meet Sister Ronke's dad and spend time with Sister Ronke's dad, will tell you a story. Am I right? I'm telling that that's what comes with being a king. They will tell you stories. They will school you properly. They will just be telling you a lot of histories. So a lot of okay. There was this guy that was trending on social media one time. He is this he, 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 an influencer went to Badagri. Badagri in Lagos is where slave trade was prominent in the olden days, where they took them from that place. And so, a typical somebody from Badagri now in Lagos have some understanding of those places, have some understanding of things that happen. Are you also for Badagri again? So what? What? Where, so <laughs> let me let me focus on my sermon today. 
Because <laughs> you are from everywhere. You are easy. You are not from Badagri. You are from Ugu State. You are from everywhere. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can say another one. A typical Igbo now. Ha, see now, I've come again. We have a, a, a understanding of the Biafra war. Because as you are growing up in that knowledge, they'll be telling you, oh, Yorubas are wicked though. Yorubas are wicked. The Biafra war, the, so it now creates a lot of gender, um, tribal wars. Okay, it's just like, hmm. I don't, let's let's just keep it. <laughs> so now, Moses now grew up in a palace that already is an historical palace. Guys, so who should, yeah, sure. are you so already the palace is already history. So can you see that Moses already? Let's let's even before we even get into oral tradition, Moses already can already know the history of all the pharaohs. Because there will be pictures, there should be artifacts about all the people that have led. There should be a documentation. Because even, most, even Joseph, when he was born, he told them to take his bones with him. With, with him. There will have been documentations about who have led, how did these people come in, and are you getting it? Because he grew up in the palace. All of you, when you were in high school, you did excursion to palace, to Asian places. Okay. Okay, now let me tell you. My mother is from a particular tribe. I won't mention it. I remember one day when we were younger, she just sat us down and told us the story. Ah, it was, it was, we used to do that thing, hello, hello, so, hello, so we just sat there one night, people remember that day, and I don't think people have sense then, but <laughs> they now told us, do you know the reason why they say cockles in that place? They say because one person was fighting war. And all of those say, he did not wake up again. My father told us the story of Ikiti, that Ikiti people are wicked. This and that and that. Then I said, why? Because there was one man who sold his, his, his people or something. I don't I can't remember. But they just told us the story. He said, it's his father that told him. His father, the father of his father told his father. His father was very So I said, you will tell his son. So you too, you tell your whole children. So when you grow up, tell your whole children the story. Ah, that <laughs> I mean I'm not telling my own. <laughs> what's my business? What's my children business with that? <laughs> I didn't want to kill anybody. I beg. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so that shows to us. Now, I gave you all these stories to tell you that. Just, okay, okay. Just being a black in the United States. You already have an inclination of what happens to the black years ago. 
We already have Black History Month. Do every Black History Month is looking like, looking like they want to fight war, another war. <laughs> I don't know why. Just being a black. Okay, I'm taking a class presently on uh, there's a topic we are we are handling and we are looking at the outburst of what is is a practical life issue and we are looking at the outburst of what happened why did it this, this was the question and they wanted us to analyze it hey come and see analysis we're writing why did it take it so why did it take the united states of america so long to have the outbreak that happened as a, um, during george flood era george flood's death why did it take so long that way so we're not really analyzing. So I read somebody's. I wrote. I, I will tell you what I wrote. But I read somebody's comment. And somebody said, it's because we were not really informed. The media showed us. The pandemic actually happened, obviously. The pandemic rose it up. But somebody that said, the media became more prominent on those issues in our world. So it created a global awareness. So that's why it seemed like those ways. So it seemed like it is not as if those issues have not been happening. But there has been no... The media hasn't been very prominent. Now in our today's world, you cannot be going on... Even in the airport, somebody is recording something. Everywhere. Everybody is holding phone to record one thing or the other. Take it back to five years ago. It wasn't all that rampant. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's one. So it's like saying, and you can't know beyond your scope. That's the truth. You can't know beyond what you see on the news, beyond your scope. But now with the effect of social media and everybody just recording things and everything going viral, the world is now becoming a global village such that anything that happens now, imagine we want to do something now, we just record what happens in this service now and sponsor it to UK. Hope you know that UK will know what happened there because of social media. You get what I'm saying? Now, that alone gives you an idea. So now, if you meet a white now, a white police, your next attempt in your mind now will be Joy Flood. Or maybe just tell you, Come out of the car. And all the kind of movies you watched as touching gun violence, police violence, police brutality. The next thing on your mind, maybe they say, step out of the car. And step out of the car, let me tell you. <laughs> when a police tell you, step out of the car, he's doing it for his own safety and your safety. He, especially his safety. So every, let's say they want to check your document. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit down in the car. You, if they tell you step out, the step out is not because they want to harass you or something. Step out just simply means the police wants to be safer. Probably it doesn't, it's night, it doesn't trust you, it's feeling, it doesn't feel secure that you can release anything and just shoot him immediately. So step out of the car is, is legal for a police to ask you to step out of the car, even just to check your traffic papers. But you know, the way our world now has conditioned our mind, to think, step out of the car simply means they want to fight. You will, you will just bring out your phone. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so every, every black person now in the United States is somewhere in their head declared that if a white police 
tells you anything. Quickly carry your phone and record. Oh. <laughs> Are you seeing it? That's, a no, that's already, what, what am I trying to say? That's already natural, just information. So you see that? Just by Moses, just being in that palace, a lot is enough for him to know a lot of the history. Yes, sir. He can know, he can trace the genealogy of what happened. He is already well schooled with the history of Egypt already. Because he is in the palace, he will know the history. It's not like I want to say, I want to ask Sister Roker now, tell me the history of your place. I have been to their place. I went to their place in 2019 for me and my friend, me and my, we had a reunion. I went to that place. Ah, and it was when I met her, I think I met her the next year, the 2020, and it was when I met her and she told me she was on that place. I was not, I was like, ah, I went there that time. This and that. I was just thinking, ah, Azumi, I knew her father and I would just be asking her father more questions. All these ones they were telling us, these ones may not really know it. But the father will know the history of that place very well. So just by being in the palace, Moses already knows Egypt. He already knows. <laughs> so he already knows why. Are you seeing that? God is really humorous. He already knows how the children of Israel got even into Egypt. And you know, he will trace it that, bro, I'm not, I'm actually a Levi. These are my people. But only that he's just disguising as somebody in the palace. So he's, you know, but he will know that these guys are his people. And let, let, let me leave it there. We're coming to that. Am I, am I forgetting something? Yes, sir. Okay. Because we need to understand. So there's something I wanted to teach you in Mission Response. I keep saying it, but I don't touch you miracle signs and wonders. Can the Bible be trusted? Because a lot of people have faults with the scriptures. They just think that eh, every scripture is written by the inspiration of God. So God just, God just say, write, just write. Don't even think, just be writing. <laughs> no. No. Now, so in Jacob's days, history, so Moses must have related and learned from this wise man. Don't forget, the wise man will be coming to the palace every time. Right? And Moses would have been seeing and learning and hearing their stories. So like Sister Roque's father now, we have chiefs. Who controls things? Those are people that in our today's world that can call wise men. Go and meet this one. He will perform certain rites for you. He will know certain things. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm sorry I'm using that against my family as an example. But I'm just trying to relate. I'm trying to be very practical as possible. Because in our, in our American world, we don't have king or... Our world is too modernized to not have... America doesn't use king. I think British... UK people will understand it more because they still work in the monarchy system. Even Canada still work more in the monarchy system because Canada is still under the British Empire. That's why they have prime minister. They don't have president. So they are still reporting to, to the UK. You know? So, but we, the United States, we are too proud. to 
We are too proud to operate at that level. We say a, a king will be ruling the president. Of, say, what is this to be a potos? President of the United States. <laughs> so, so, um, so that's why I'm, it seems like I'm, I'm using Star Wars that, and, as a, because we in our world here, we can't understand. Uh, our world is too is too cosmopolitan to understand uh, uh, the ancient world. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we have to go back to um, more things, history. Now, so, so Moses would have related, must have related and learned from these wise men, right? Because they keep coming, right? And he's intelligent and he is... So are you seeing that? Moses would... Are you seeing... Now, look at something. Look, you know, remember I said something like, if you want to talk to somebody like Sister Roque's dad now, it will be, if he wants, maybe you're asking a question. Do you know that somebody like Sister Roque's dad, I've not met him, but just my idea of a king, they will know how to say a story first. They will, they will know how to cut corners before going to the main aspect. They will first, they will first take you to Chokoto, take you to Taraba, take you everywhere before they now tell you what they really want to say. Am I right? They will first tell you with proverbs. Now, do you see, do you see, that, that's, that's just how a king behave. Just having normal social studies knowledge will tell you that's how a king behave. So that's, are you seeing how Moses was able to write? You see, there was a serpent. Are you seeing it? Because he didn't let out to communicate from the wise men how to go around the bush, not just going straight in his mode of communication. Oh, you guys don't seem to understand. Okay, if you talk to a practical king today, or you go and talk to even an elderly person, even in, even in the United States, go and talk to all those people that are 18, 90. I have I've met many of them. If you ask them a question, they can't go directly. They don't go directly. They'll just tell you. I think my pastor is like that too. You ask my pastor a question. <laughs> and my father, why, 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 how, how is my pastor there? My father, my pastor's father is a king. King of Ososa. My, my pastor is a prince. In fact, he's supposed to be the world, but <laughs> because he's the first boy. I think that's what I say. My pastor, my pastor will tell you, ah, me, I'm a prince. I can just close this church now, I just go and take my, <laughs> I'll go back to my hometown. <laughs> I just take my princeship back. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> but you can't take the fact that he's from a royal family. So I noticed that if you, if, you, if you talk to him a lot, he uses a lot of proverbs. He uses a lot of cutting corners. You do, if my pastor tell me something like that, I'm going to go and pray. Like, hey, what does it mean? I think I was telling you something like that yesterday night. That he told me something like, ah, this is all me. Like, just tell me straight. Just, Ayomide, do this. You know, just... Don't damn you for me, but you give me something I'll now go be doing damn you like uh, <laughs> I'll be cutting it. Okay, this will mean this, this will pour. <laughs> because he is also a priest. So it affects their literary mood. So you see that someone like Starokena, when she's talking, she can explain. She'll just be giving you gently. I remember when Starokena was a study book leader. Sometimes I was like, one hour, Starokena is just teaching. She doesn't get tired in explaining. I don't even know. Is that okay to explain? She's not talking. It's not. It's a foundational thing. It's not 
normal. You that you are not a king, you don't you just you just talk any and talk any. But she will be taking her words gently. Taking it, taking it. You know why how is she able to it's not just it's not just because that's how she's supposed to be. She came from that real line and it we people talk gently, they don't just throw their statements anyhow. Are you getting what I'm saying? They will not use so when Moses was not writing in Genesis 1 and say, eh, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was from our void. You just go and take it literal. Know that this guy is schooled somewhere from people that spoke in white saying, people that have, are you getting serpent? He used it as devil. Because it seemed like he wasn't direct. I don't even understand. It's like Moses was even so, so direct in his speech. Because of his mode, so he, do you see where he got his mode of communication from? His literary style from? From being schooled in the king palace. You will understand because you are not from that royal lineage. You won't. Some of you will thought you knew honor how to say Sahama until you mess it out, okay? So they are using kneeling down to kill you. And the sir and the ma you know why? It's not this thing is not she did not learn it from Choto. Uh -uh, uh -uh. She learned it from the pa try it at home now. I don't need that greet your father. Uh, <laughs> no, try it. You become you become the specimen of all the ships that day. Just try it. Then you got sour food, no need down. Now you know today's so need down. What's that? You can't understand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why am I using that? I'm so sorry. But I, I, this is the only one. I, I, why I'm using it because she's in, she's in this place. So I, I, I examples are relatable. Yeah? See, see the one that says she's a... <laughs> no trace. <laughs> so, are you getting what I'm saying? So... They try it now. You say, you know, say, sir. You say, you say hey. You gotta say, hey, in the palace. It's the, hey, dad, in the palace. It's the shoes that will call you back. Jump your boy, dad, out. Hey, jockey, let you saw again. Say, hey, dad. Yeah? It's the yellow day that will first turn on you. Wah, wah, wah. Right, me. They will first school you. They will go directly. They will school you. Come on, they will shake it. The first ah Yoruba is sweet too. Oh Yoruba is I'm proud to be a Yoruba boy. I'm really proud because our wisdom, our wise saying lasso. Oh our last saying lasso. There's one thing that there's something that everybody is still trying to unravel that Olam they said in one song. And you could not conda. Oh yeah, Ah, that's D. I remember when I was much younger, one of the ways we used to, our teacher would just say we'll win in school. Eh, eh. We'll just say we'll win in school. We'll just trace it to one Lamb Day song. That's how we were able to pass Yoruba in school. We'd think Olam Day helped us a lot too. Oh, forget. I just say, Bao Leje Mo. We say, ah, Bado, 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 Di Bado. Oh, we sit down the bar, we say, Bado, So others do not know it too. Others that in the class don't know it. So we just say, um, I remember one day, this was where, this was the thing. So there's something he said in rap, in, in res, uh, uh, responsibility. Uh, um, 
So the nurse said, so that means a child that did, what does it mean? A child that says he's wise. A child that did not suffer, that now says he's wise. Please let me help me ask him which teacher taught him. You say you, you, you say you are wise and you did not suffer. Who, who taught you? So our Yoruba teacher now said, Ah, all of us just lifted our heads. All of all of us allowed the guy. Ah, that's the class. All of us used to sit at the back. That's the class. What happened? What? Ah, ah, but no, but no. Ah, but no. It was it was so good then. <laughs> I, I I don't know how to relate this with Americans. Please, I'm so sorry. You just had for me. This is who I am. I'm a Yoruba boy, Joe. Oh, this package of trying to you understand it like that. Uh, so let's <laughs> I, because there are some things that let me tell you. By the time I start teaching you the Old Testament more, we can't relate it to our world. It's I will say it, I will, I will be more I will be more explicit with you. When, when I start you, especially when I start you, some things that happen in the Taonomi, Joshua, Judges, you we ha only Africans can understand it. I'm telling you, can understand the depth because it's only us that have faced what what it means for you have watched a movie of how a town crier moved. You have watched a, a movie of how now thank God that. Movies are now advancing like Jago Jago, all of those things. That's actually the world context of the Bible. That's actually also the world context of our ancient world. We fought wars. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but our own American world, we our the Western world can by the time I start teaching you those things, you 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 will appreciate your you will appreciate your your lineage as probably if that's if you're an African, that's if you're an African, you no. Know. They fought wars here yeah, too, but it's 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 the Vetchers fought wars, but okay, we'll, we'll get there, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. It's it's relatable, but. Okay, so don't worry. I think so. Now look at something. The war context, right? It's practicable in everywhere, because how did you how did New York become New York? Just know that they fought. There's a war fighting. All these lands you see everywhere, they say, this is the city of Bactivia. Just know that years ago, somebody fought. They, there was a bloodshed before that land <laughs> came in, in view. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, so, so that's, that's the essence of the Weboria Day. Me, I'm not an American much. The, the cultural context of the war narrative is more is is is, is a right uh. okay so let's let's just continue so you, you know what by the time we get to god and wars 
we will look at most of these things and the context properly. Me, I'm not an American, so I, I, I can't really relate much. I can only relate more as an African. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, those, those things are key. That's why I say, like, I'm using Saroke practicable example to, to make you understand this. So now, let's go back to Moses. You will now see, see how Moses wrote. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you see that when you see some sayings in the book of, in, in, in Moses' writing, are you seeing his background? Uh, you have to see it. Okay, let me end this session this way. I, I will continue. I'll continue the next session on oral traditions. So we we'll look at certain things. Now look at, uh, so in Jacob's days, Egypt was renowned as a commercial nerve center in the ancient world. So Egypt was already known as a commercial nerve center, just like our New York of today, London of today, uh, uh, Dubai of today, uh, uh, Tokyo of today, so that world trade places in the world. Mm. Uh. So that world trade, what, what trade centers of today, that has high commercial values. So, so things like Los Angeles, um, even Lagos. Um, no, not this. Year. Dubai, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, look at Genesis 41, verse 56. Are you learning something, guys? Is this making... So, are you seeing how Moses wrote? Uh, so, are, we are looking at his educational background, though. Look at Genesis 41, verse 56. Mm. It says, and the family was all over... The face of the earth, all over the face of the earth, Joseph opened up the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. And the family was strong in the land of Egypt. And countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn because the family was so sore in all the lands. So, therefore, we need to understand that Egypt was renowned for their commercial value. So, that means it was today's Los Angeles, today's New York, a busy place. So that means people, there was a lot of trading, buying and selling, fast-paced place. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? In Egypt. So are you saying that people there will be learned, people there will be up, up and going. It's not as if it was just a relaxed uh, suburb area where people just, uh, you know. So it's a faster, so people, people are intelligent, you know. In that type of place is now, they will be cheating. There will be scams. Scam is not just to do... <laughs> you get what? There will be scams in those places because it's a hop and doing fast pace. Because now there's family, everybody wants to look for smart moves. Only that it's not just documented. Are you getting what I'm saying? But these are things that are happening in our world that can happen in this world. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's just that people will be intelligent in that kind of place. So. It's, it's therefore suffice for us that the account of Moses' birth, that he was not present in the event in the book of in the book of Genesis when Genesis occurred, but his historical his account of the history of the Jews, that is from the nation of Israel, Abraham to Jacob, in the book of Genesis, 
was orally communicated to him. So that shows that he heard the stories. He heard the stories. It was orally communicated to him. I was, I'm still sorry to you. Let's do Sister Roque's father for instance. If you ask Sister Roque's father, history about what happened in 1915 on that throne, she, his father will tell you. You know why? They schooled those kings before they approached that throne. If you ask them what happened in 18 something, they'll tell you, ah, that's another king. Why? Why did they do that? So that as a king, you can learn the wisdom and the mistake other kings have made so that you don't repeat it in your own era of leadership. So they will have schooled you properly. What did that king do? So that when you face that difficulty, that, and you see, that's how we look at the scripture too. We look at the scripture and we say, okay, how can this be applicable to us? Are you getting what I'm saying? So how did that king face this country? So what was Moses, what, how did Moses do it? Just the same way they told you stories about your generation. What happened to your grandfather? What happened to your forefathers? What happened to something? Moses learned it. Just like how they teach us in school. I remember in, in Ivy Tech years ago, I took a class on something around the American black history or something. I can't, I can't really remember the name of the class like that. And we studied the genealogy of how the blacks came into the country, how they were used as slave trade, how they were maltreated, all of those things. We, we, we studied all of those things. So we're now in our own world now, we are taught all of those things. We'll go to school, there's not a proper formal education and all those things. But Moses was communicated to these things orally. So that shows, if it is oral, look at me. And this is where we'll continue in our next session. If it is oral tradition, that shows that this story, look at me, hear me very well. This is one of the things I wanted to teach you in, in, in Can God Be Trusted? Can the Bible be trusted? I'll probably teach you later. It shows this story is not only applicable to Christianity. It shows Abraham's story is not applicable to just Christianity. Because it's a true life story and events that happened. 